Hey everybody, Randy here. I want to thank and introduce a new sponsor for the Trap Draw, Precision Pro Golf. They have uh, range finders on sale this Black Friday. You can go over to precisionprogolf.com, use coupon code NOLANGUP, all one word, NOLANGUP, and receive $50 off your favorite range finder at checkout. Uh, we thank them for their sponsorship. And I will be back about halfway through this episode to tell you a little bit more about them. But for now, thanks to Precision Pro Golf, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Marina Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Trap Draw. We are live on the grounds at the CME LPGA Tour Championship. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Tron Carter. Tron, how are you? I'm great, Randy. Great, great to be with you once again. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and we have our very special guest today is Marina Alex. Marina, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for, uh, for making time. How often do people call you Alex, Marina? All, all the time. Is that like a daily thing? <laughs> it's a daily thing. Um, I actually haven't been announced on the T that way, but got it almost every single time I would start school like the next year, um, just going through like roll call in the classroom. And it, it happens quite often. I'm kind of used to it. I think I just respond to Alex now. I'm just A couple of girls call me Alex. I mean, only Brittany Lang, but I call her Lang. She calls me Alex. <laughs> Alex is, a, you, you you know, alphabetically, yeah. you're always like I'm the always first, first to go. I and, know, yeah. yeah. I kind of get over the stage fright thing like really quick because I always just had to do everything first in school. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we are, like I said, we're here at the CME LPGA Tour Championship. I, I think the the big news here and, and what I'll ask you first is, Obviously, the largest first place prize in in women's golf history. What is yeah? It's talk incredible. To me about that. Um, Terry is all about women's sports, women's golf. Um, I was at the dinner last night. I don't know if you guys were there, but he had um, just this like whole nice. I don't know what you would call it. It was just kind of like a banquet dinner, and Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman were there, and he's just really trying to get women's golf on the map, and he made a really big statement with this increased prize money, and I think so. It's CME points reset. I wasn't quite sure how that works, but it's basically it doesn't matter how you've done up to this point. You're here, and if you win, you win the 1-5, so it's pretty cool. And Terry is a CEO. Ter- yeah, Terry Duffy is the CEO okay. of um, CME Global uh, CME Group, I believe, is the official okay. um, company name. Yeah, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Yeah, he, they're Terry, from Chicago. If we got that yeah. wrong. We apologize. <laughs> no, to you no, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anything change in your in your process this week? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the nice thing is we've all been here and we've played this course before, so it's not like being at let's say a U.S. Open or British where you're like learning the new course. It's a major. It's a really big deal. So you kind of got like a lot of little 
added stresses. Um, this, at least the element of, of knowing the golf course kind of takes away some of that added anxiety or just trying to like get prep for an event. But I mean, we are playing for a big chunk of change, so I'm sure everyone's going to be a little bit um, keyed up. Yeah. Usually, usually yeah. you see like what time is it now? One thirty or mm-hmm. almost one thirty. There's been days out here where I've, you go to the range at like four o'clock on Wednesday, and like everyone's out there with their coach, like trying to figure it out before Thursday. But I mean, can't expect anything different. You're trying to win a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Do you like the fact that it's a total reset? Kind of. I mean, it's the. I want to say if you were only in the top 10 going into this event, you only had a mathematical chance to win whatever the prize money was before. So for most players, they were like, okay, I'm here. Like, yeah, it's still good money, but, you know, you can't win the million, which I think was what it was before. So now everyone really is into it. And it should be that way. I mean, it's a tour championship. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, for the folks, I believe you came in ranked 37th. So, yeah. you know, kind of right in that. It, it's weird because I, I can see where somebody ranked, like, you know, first, second, third, where it's like, hey, you know, why, why do we have to reset? But I know. I, I, yeah. We were saying from a fan's perspective, I love it. Okay. Because That's good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's more about, I think, viewership engagement and and you guys being entertained than us really worrying about who's winning the CME tour championship. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's also like we want people to be watching. So if mm-hmm. that's going to increase viewership, then I think that like that's the more a format we stick with. simple and clean to yeah. make it the better. I, right? I agree. Um, it, it got a little complicated. There was a lot of – I remember – I must have been last year because I had been playing really well and I came into it that week, but I I don't – I think it was outside the 10 by a little bit, and it's like I had no mathematical chance yeah. to win the million dollars and i was like this kind of is a bummer well and that's what we had talked to players who said you know in years past who they didn't have a yeah. chance to win the 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 year-end bonus it was you know it was just kind of like a not a hit and giggle but it was just like the, there was no intensity to it there yeah, was no... there yeah there definitely is like if you're if you're going for a lot of things at the end of the year you know and there are always a handful of players that are trying to and beyond just let's say winning the CME globe like they're also maybe trying to win player of the year or mm-hmm. the VAR trophy or get to Rolex number 1 like there are a lot of other things at stake for um probably it's usually like three or four players uh so i think like you guys said it just keeps everyone in the game which mm-hmm. is good and i think it's like the field is better because of it. You know, girls are yeah. not like, oh, you know, especially if they don't live in the States and we've just been traveling all, you know, the past month overseas. And if they live, whether it's Australia or home in South Korea, Japan, whatever, and they're just like, man, that's a big trip to come back. And if they don't really have a shot, then I can see why it wouldn't be that enticing. And now it's like, there's no way you can't show up. Yeah. How yeah. nice was it to have a week off between? Really nice. <laughs> How many of the Asia events did you play? Um, I only played three out of four. I really struggle with the, – the tough part there is, like, you play every day at the exact same, like, window of like, – it's usually, like, 8.30 to 10.30, and you got a bit of a drive from the hotel to the course. <laughs> so it's usually 5.30 to 6.30, wake up every day. And for me, I'm like – I just need to sleep in. That would be great, but I, I don't. So I took play two, took a week off, and played the one in Japan, um, and then came back. Okay. So I, it was kind of a little weird, but honestly, I think if I had done four in a row, I would have been really fried mentally. 
Yeah. So you're from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Wayne, 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 New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Tron dug up some good. Oh, okay. Wayne I'm like specific scared of what uh, he found. <laughs> information. We want to. We want to test you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know where Wayne was. Okay. It's like north. It's north, north central. Jersey. Yeah, it's like northeast. It's usually, I think, maybe 25 miles just west of New York City. Okay. Where'd you grow up playing? North Jersey Country Club okay. and and a Passaic County, which was like a public course where my dad brought my brother and I when we first started playing, and then he joined North Jersey which is a private course. So I played there like pretty much the last like three years of high school. And then my parents moved to Florida, so we're not members there anymore. But yeah, that that was, those are my stomping grounds for a little bit. So Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah. Do, do you, you know some like... of the famous Wayne, New Jersey, uh, oh. people from Wayne, New Jersey? Well, other than the, um, Greg Olson. Uh, well, I was going to say Jesus. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he went to them. the same high school as I did. Okay. His dad was the football coach. Um, his dad, really successful football coach when I was there. And Greg, and he had an older brother and a younger brother. They all played. Um, Greg was the only one that really succeeded in the NFL. But I don't really know if we have anyone else. <laughs> Is- Queen Latifah? What? <laughs> At least she okay. was born there. Okay. Yeah. I know she's from New Jersey. Didn't okay. realize that she was born and maybe like she lived there longer than I knew. Okay. That's pretty cool. And then DMC of Run DMC. Oh, didn't know that I at know all. That. Okay. Um, Man, I feel like I'm slacking on my I, Wayne I also knowledge. I found out Johnny Weir, the figure skater, trains in oh, Wayne. Okay. There's we like have a it. We rink, have a right? rink. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's also random. <laughs> but that rink was kind of like. I think I was in high school when it first became like a big deal and we would go like on Friday night. Everyone would be like, okay, let's go, you know, ice skate for like an hour. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what, what what it's like now. C- could then, be a whole different world. <laughs> and then I also, I'm assuming this was your zip code growing up, 07470. Yes. It's a palindrome. Okay. Well, well, you know, yes. Okay. <laughs> Which is cool. Good. Is, okay. Yeah. Good fun yeah. fact. <laughs> uh, like from a, from a golf perspective, mm-hmm. was it really tough like playing in the Northeast growing up? It's and- hard. I mean, it has some good and some bad. And I'm sure if you talk to the other girls that grew up in the Northeast, like Annie and Megan, you don't really have a ton of people you're playing against. So if you're pretty good, you get kind of a taste of being, you know, good at golf, even though it may be a little bit, I don't want to say like. It's like big fish, small pond. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's hard. So yes, you like understand a little bit, maybe like how to win a junior event or something like that. But then when you get out to like bigger competition, then you're kind of tested at that point because, you know, you only practice half the year and. It's just tough. Like if you're if you don't join usually a private course, it's hard to get like good practice facilities um, unless you're at a nice place. So you're at a little bit of a disadvantage. But if you can kind of like power through that, I think that you learn a lot playing up in the Northeast. Conditions are usually so crappy in like spring and in getting into winter. So I played a lot in the rain, a lot in the cold, a lot in the wind. It's nice. Like I go to the British and I'm like, it's eh, whatever. You know, <laughs> feels Was like your a game better. Like. Were you better suited kind of coming, I guess, especially AJGA-wise, did yeah. you struggle early season yeah, a lot I, I struggled and then early really peak, like fall? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's July. I'm, like, ready to play. <laughs> and, like, I sometimes would go out to an event in, like, March, and we would go, like, something in Florida or, or Georgia, and I would, like, straight out of the gate, it would be, like, 84 would be my first round score, like, 
without even, like, I wouldn't even need to tee it up. You could just pencil it in because I hadn't played in, like, five months in any kind of competitive tournament. So, ah, that's okay, though. I were mean. You, were you pretty, like, were you really good right from the start? Or were you, uh, when did you I realize that I you were? I don't really, I don't know. That's, a, like, it's kind of a tough question because, like, back to our point, there's not a lot of people playing. So it's hard to say if I had grown up maybe in Florida or California where the talent pool is so great, like, maybe I would have given up. Like, I don't know. I don't think I was really that great of a junior golfer. It's more my dad was just like, just keep going, like, just keep trying. And luckily, like, my last two, three years of high school, I got, I kind of got a little bit better, enough that I was recruited to play Division One golf, mm -hmm. which changed the game for me. I think that if I didn't go to a D1 school, at least one that was in a good conference and played a lot of, you know, competitive tournaments, I don't really know where things would have gone at, at that point in terms of like my career trajectory as a pro so yeah I'm lucky in a sense I think I, I well I, I think my dad really just pushed me along like through those like difficult par portions of like where you know still shooting like 77 all the time and he's like well just you know it's not bad by any means but it's hard when you're out there and some of the kids you're playing against are like shooting 65 like every day like it's nothing and we're like 13 years old it's just like kind of weird mm -hmm. but a lot of them don't play anymore so <laughs> it's it's a whole it's it's an interesting were you golf only growing uh, up? yeah actually um i i did a lot of competitive dance um mostly ballet but i kind of gave that up like midway through high school because uh, that started getting like full full time in terms of if I really wanted to pursue that, it would have been a lot of summer travel and doing all sorts of competitions. And I I don't know, just didn't like it as much as golf. I think I really just like the individuality of like doing my own thing and having to like do stuff with a team. I don't necessarily know is like my jam. How, so you, so you, uh, you said you got. That's why I love golf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you, you got recruited by Division One schools, and you yeah. ended up going to Vanderbilt. Yeah. How'd you How'd you pick? What was the deciding factor for Vanderbilt? Um, so the coach recruited me. Actually, he started at Arizona, and I guess it was like midway through my junior year, he got the job at Vandy, and was like, "Hey, will you come visit Vanderbilt? You know, forget Arizona. Um, I, I don't even <laughs> think I ended up going there for a visit. So went there. Loved it. Um, met the girls. I, I kind of just figured this was it because it was just like a good mix. Nashville is great. I love the city. Um, school's still really good. And the golf was good. You know, I played SEC, got to play like great schools. We played a lot against the Pac-12. So, you know, can't really beat that um, when you're trying to get better at golf. You're a really good student, too. Uh, I I struggled, that, man. My first semester. Or is that semester, overstated? No, I, no. My first semester was so bad, and I had a my team. We were we were a little crazy. Um, so I think I partied a little bit too much <laughs> my first semester, and there was like a couple courses that I was like borderline gonna be academic probation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then we brought it up, and we graduated. Like I graduated maybe with like a three four. And that first semester just ruined me. Like, I never made Dean's List or, like, any of it because of that. Because you were listed on one of the one of your bios. It might have been the Vandy bio. Yeah. You know, having a 4.0 in high school. I, yeah, that. no. I mean, high school was a lot easier than college for sure for school. 
Was there one tournament in high school that, that kind of got you on the national radar? Um, maybe I'm trying to think. Scott Robertson Memorial. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that tournament. It's in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, still exists. It's a great little like independent event. Like it's not affiliated with AJGA or IJGT or anything. Um, they give bomb pro shop credit. I remember that was like the key. <laughs> if you finish like first or second, you either won like seven fifty or five hundred to the pro shop, which was like a huge deal when you're a kid. I think I got like a new putter. Um, I finished second one year and that was like really like a big deal. I lost to, um, Isabel Lendl still, still a little bitter about it, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. And you got a tree planted on the golf course with a plaque with your name if you won. That's very I know they really like are all about junior golf. Have you been back to visit? Um, my mom actually got like, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's an award, but I went there. They had a couple age division divisions, so they'd have like. 14 to 17, and then maybe whatever below that was, like, 11 to 14, something like that. Um, I played it four years. My brother played it, like, four or five. So she was there, like, straight for, like, almost oh, yeah. a decade. <laughs> the volunteers, like, everyone knew her. Yeah. Um, Having a tree planted for you is pretty Isn't that cool? I know. Cool. I really wish they would just plant one for my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the longest parent yeah. <laughs> ever at a junior golf tournament. <laughs> That that is that is a very yeah. Uh, that's actually that's Jess Corda and I were joking about that like not that long ago, maybe a week ago. We were talking about that tournament, and she was talking about a shot she hit on one hole, and she's like, "Yeah, and I was stuck behind this person's tree, and I can't remember <laughs> who the player was." Oh, so but, they're on the course. yeah, they're on the course. They're like little baby trees that they plant, and then obviously they're probably bigger now because they were going back at least like fifteen years. Well, and there's this <laughs> whole there's this whole golf golf course architecture thing like cut down all the trees. No, the golf no, they're adding too, they're so. adding trees at wow. um, wherever I think it's Rona Country Club. <laughs> I hope they're sticking them like in the middle of fairway. And, no, no, know. they're not that. They're not so the that golf thing, architecture. Like, looking dumb. at your career, yeah. just like your whole career arc, it seems like you just get better every single year. I've been lucky, actually. Um, I think, every, yeah, to your point, like. College, I mean, and there's, like, ebbs and flows with everything. There's a little up, there's a little down. But for the most part, it's generally trended up. Um, till I guess, like, last year would probably be, like, you know, a peak of that um, with getting the first win. And I just felt like I played really consistent that whole year. Um, and I'm sure it's, like, you know, hopefully a little bit of a lull maybe and then, like, back up again. Um, I just – I feel like there's always something to learn. And I – I feel maybe because I wasn't that great as a junior or that great as a college player, I just always felt like there was more for me to, like, improve on in every element. So – and I still think that. And I guess that's a good thing because I just kind of, like, keep enjoying working at technique, mental, putting, like, always trying to find different stuff to make me better. I'm a pretty observant player, too. Like, a lot of players don't ever watch what other people are doing, and I'm, like, the absolute opposite. I'm watching, like, everyone practice, especially if they're really good. I'm like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. And then I'll just try and, you know, mimic it or make it my own in some way. But Not to be creepy, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm always, like, <laughs> like your, your swing, like, you're always posting your swing. Yeah, I, I usually post, like, 
to my story, almost all the time I'm, like, working yeah. on something on my pra- uh, when I'm practicing. Like I post the high a few- finish. Yeah, I always have had the high finish. The <laughs> yeah. high finish is, like, probably yeah. never going to go away. Um, it's gotten a little less weird, though, <laughs> which no, is I, probably I am, like, probably jealous of your high finish because I have this crappy low finish. <laughs> like, Man, I know. Play. I think I've always just, like, worked on trying to hit fades. So I feel like I'm always working on holding, like, holding off the club, like, going into impact. So And then ultimately, for whatever reason, that just, like, turns into a high finish for me. What at Vanderbilt? Mm-hmm. When did the idea of professional golf, and maybe it was even before Vanderbilt? When, when did that become something like, hey, I, you know, this is one what I want to do, and and two is is feasible. I think probably after my sophomore year, I played so good my sophomore year. Um, I won SECs. I had a lot of top fives. I don't, I don't exactly know the number, but at that point, I was like, okay, I think I can keep going. I can, you know do this for a living. And even my coach at one point was like, you're going to stay, right, all four years? I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, I love school. Um, I love my teammates. Yeah. Like, what? He's like, oh, well, and he's had a lot when he was at Arizona. He had a lot of players who would play a couple years, turn pro. And so he was kind of used to that being, you know, a, a totally a possibility for him. And I'm glad that I didn't because I kind of didn't know how to deal with the success of like my sophomore year and I, I played pretty poorly my junior year. And then I was like, man, maybe golf's not for like, I, you know, and you're young, you don't know, you're studying stuff, you're trying to balance everything and you just want to have fun. Like more than anything, I just wanted to like have a good college experience. So I think that kind of like threw me off to whether or not I thought I would be good at playing professional golf. But at the end of it, like, I just love the independence of golf. So I knew that, like, once I got out there and got through Symmetra, I was like, okay, this is what I wanted to do. Like, I can do this. Um, and what did, from your junior year to your mm-hmm. senior year, like, it sounds like your junior year, you yeah, I just, you just struggled I just, with expectations? I or? think so, totally. Like, I thought because sophomore year was good, I was just going to go out and, like, be in contention to win every event, and that didn't happen. And that could be for a variety of reasons, like, whether it's, your swing gets sloppy or you're not practicing as hard as you should because you just assume that you're going to play good. Like there are, are probably a lot of little things that go into that. Um, so what did you solve, I guess, like senior year? Did you just get back to basics? Yeah, just... I, I, to be hard, honest, it was a while ago, so it's kind of hard to say. But yeah, I always, I'm, I am the type of person, I think, that I'm always like nervous of possibly failing like hard at something so I think that it kind of just sits in the back burner of my mind and I try not to let myself ever get too comfortable with anything that I'm doing because I feel like that's like a slippery slope to just being lazy and just not really fully committed so I always kind of have that little bit of fear that kind of pushes me back to like working harder or whatever it is just Figuring it out, like if it's a swing thing, you know, try and fix it. If I need to seek out new instruction, like not, I have no reluctance in doing that. Um, Not that I switch coaches often, but if I feel like I've hit like a wall with something and we're not making progress, you know, it was great while it lasted, but I'm ready to try something else. I'm, I'm never really the type of person that's like nervous to try something different to see if it'll improve because I just feel like there's always a room for improvement. And as far as when you came out on Symmetra mm. and and then was it pretty much were there were there any really tough days or like kind of tough tough periods oh, or was yeah. it was it man I remember 
So I came out, and the first professional event I played was in New Jersey, ShopRite Classic. Um, they gave me a sponsor invite. It was like the week after NCAAs. It was such a cool experience. So nervous, played terrible the first day, shot like 77 or something, and then went out the next morning, shot 66 and made the cut, which was super cool. <laughs> yeah. My dad was canning for me. That was a one and done. I don't think he canned <laughs> for me after that. <laughs> uh, maybe one other time on Symmetra. But so I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, I can do this. Um, went to a Symmetra tour event, finished like top five, like fourth. I was like, that's yes, a piece of cake. Yeah. Like, what, you know, again, but then reality will kick you in the butt sometimes. And I was somewhere that year, I think it was like Valdosta, Georgia, and I was playing terrible. We, like three of us were in housing. I think I had like taken the mattress from the room that I was in because there were kids that were staying with us, like the family's kids that were just crazy loud, like waking up at like 5.30 in the morning, (laughs) like kids were screaming. I'm like, I can't even sleep here. Moved, like, the mattress with the two other girls, like, upstairs. I'm, like, sleeping now in, like, a basic living room in their second floor of their house. They didn't even ask me why I did this. It's, like, so awkward. <laughs> and played, like, crap. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Like, <laughs> I, I was supposed to go to the another event that, like, tour championship the following week, maybe for Symmetra, and I just withdrew. I was like, no, I need a break need to get ready for second stage of Q school. Like sometimes the grind just overwhelms you to a point where you just like have, you have a little bit of a breakdown and you're like, I just need to get away from golf for five days and it happens. And then, and then how do you do a key school? Good. I got through second stage, um, made it to finals, missed getting my full card by a shot or two. So I had conditional status on LPGA but I kind of just dedicated that year to Symmetra. Um, I got a couple starts and didn't make the cuts to, like, they have a whole reshuffle deal. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stick it out out here. And I just, like, made it a, a goal of mine to get off the Symmetra as fast as I could. Um, and I finished third on the money list that year. So that was it. Hopefully. I'm blown like, away at how tough on Symmetra it is. To, it's hard. Like, like like you got to get top twos and threes. You can't get top fives stories, or top tens even. Symmetra stories. So I think my favorite one is I don't know if you guys know Lindy Duncan at all. She plays out here. We, we're fascinated. We got by to her. talk to her. Oh, dude, she's her a fascinating at Hazeltine. I her putting device that she her. Or, or her swing her swing <laughs> her homemade thing. swing device. Oh no, she has the best homemade training aids. <laughs> Sometimes I've I've actually gone to Home Depot with Lindy and like watched. <laughs> things happen and like she's helped me make homemade training aids that she uses because i'm like i need that like i don't know how you came up with that but i need that we saw her setting it up up at up at hazeltine we were oh she's just in awe yeah honestly like you do and you need like i know bryson's like all about that kind of but lindy is i think she could be like more next level than he is honestly i feel like bryson it might be more of a show it's kind of like no like, like lindy's like been yeah. like that since I've known her, and I've known her since we've been like in junior golf. So, back to the story, we're somewhere in New Hampshire. We got host housing together, but the people that owned the house weren't there, so they just left it to us. Get there, no air conditioning, no internet, no working cable, and it is record high, hundred and four that. 
that week in wherever we were in New Hampshire. So like two or three days go by and we're not sleeping at all because it's so hot. Like Lindy's like, I took, I took three showers last night. (laughs) Like, I'm like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. We finally had to cave in. We went and like we splurged on a hotel because we were just no way we were going to be able to play. That was probably one of the worst, (laughs) the worst experiences in host housing. And you're just kind of like so broke that you're just like, I don't know. Can I afford this hotel? Like, I'm not sure. So it's just a different, um, it's a different animal out there for sure. What so was your the year you finished uh, third in the Symmetra? Yeah, was that 20, twenty twenty thirteen? Twenty thirteen, okay. Yeah. And then obviously got your card for twenty fourteen. Yeah, and, um, and then I guess so. I guess this is the end of my sixth year. Okay, talk to me about that top ten finish in the Women's British Open in twenty fourteen. I get sometimes I just feel like in my life or my career, I just like don't know how things happen. And like that was definitely <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I was on the brink of like for sure losing my card. Um, I had not really made any money or cuts. We have a qualifier for the British. It's a five spot deal. And it's usually like three weeks before. It's just whatever event is that week. It happened to be um, it was the Manu Life. We don't have that tournament anymore, but it's just outside Toronto. So we all know going in, this is the five spot qualifier. And it, at that point, it was just the first two rounds, 36 holes. Whoever hadn't qualified, who had the five lowest scores, are in the British. I just played really good for two days, and I, and I qualified for the British through that. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> so the guy that was caddying for me there he ended up catting for me at the British and he's a nice guy from South Africa. We just had like a lot of fun and he was like given the circumstance because it is the British and Burkdale is so hard. And the conditions last day were really, really tough. And I ended up playing with Mo, um, who won, which was really cool. And it's funny, her caddy then Kyle is catting for has been catting for me for the past like whatever year or so. Um there's a lot of like full circle things, but yeah, the last round I had no idea what was going on truthfully, like with the scores, but I was like kind of annoyed because I wasn't playing that great. And I had shot like maybe three or four over and I'm thinking, man, I just really like ruined like a good opportunity. And then we got off the course and my cat is like, no, you finished like ninth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go get a beer. <laughs> had you played overseas? Uh, like that was in- my first time playing a British Open. So like you, you first probably, time playing Lynx golf, like I loved it. Back at home, right? I did. I was like eight iron, run shot, like all of those <laughs> things that like I never get to do playing golf in the states. It was so much fun. Actually, Burkdale's the first first uh, Lynx course I ever played. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's a very it's hard. proper welcome. <laughs> it's, it's like hey, here, like 17, 18, you are about to like, get your butt handed yeah. to you. Yeah, plus threes are yeah, I know. Well, you've touched on. Um, your win last mm-hmm. year, kind of the big yeah. breakthrough first win uh, in Portland, 2018. Uh, what you didn't talk about, though, was kind of where you sat going into the final round. Yeah. Uh, was it I know. I six just, back? I think so. I, so I just, if you could kind of talk about yeah. you know, what you remember there. and, and that, what, that is closer in the memory bank than yeah. the other things. Um, and if anything felt different, you know, did you feel any differently or was it just... Did everything you know, kind of come together? I just, that year, 
I had probably had a few other times where I had gone into a final round, not in the lead, and maybe not even that close to the lead, but it was like second to last group or third to last group. And I just, I had played good like those days. I'd gone out and shooting like four or five under, had good finishes, didn't win the tournaments. But honestly, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be tough. Like, I need to go out and shoot in my head eight, nine under and hope that some people back up because you know, girls are really good, and a lot of times they're not going out there and giving up shots. You know, they're just increasing the lead, so it's tough to make up ground. And I kind of just went into Sunday, and I was like, okay, they're they're playing for their tournament up there, and, like, I, at worst, don't want to finish worse than third. Like, mm-hmm. I want to win my own little tournament going on over here. And I just played amazing. And I didn't – I really didn't know what was going on until 18 – because I hit this terrible drive, and I wanted to be super aggressive with my chip out. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, there's water in front of the green, and I, like, I had to clear a bunker, but I wanted to get to a position where I could have like a wedge in my hand. Mm-hmm. And my caddies, my caddy Travis, who caddies for Stacy, is like, no, like let's just go directly to the left. Like You just need to hit this 12 yards over here. And you and have no like, idea where you start. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, why? I'm like, but we can kind of thread this, and I can get this up, and we could have like a 50 degree. He's like, you no. <laughs> so, so, so at that, he at knew? that moment, yes. I was going to ask. He knew. He knew for okay. sure. And at that moment, I was like, okay. <laughs> so I chip it out, like basically just straight this way, and I have like a seven iron into the green, and I hit it, um, kind of like to the back edge of the green because it was a pin that was kind of guarded by water. And I'm walking up, and I'm like, Trav, what's going on? And he's like, well, you have a four-shot lead. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, have you now. never been a scoreboard watcher? No. Okay. I, when I scoreboard watch, I usually play worse. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, now I'm really, really, <laughs> really nervous. Can you please help me get the ball down in, in two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it started six shots back. Oh, I think it was I my notes. I had a little uh, help. A I had a little 65. help from him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to to win by four is. It was. I didn't think. <laughs> I th- there was a point where it crossed my mind because I was whatever six seven under, and I'm like, okay, I may have a chance here, which I think is why I was like willing to take a risk. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe I need to make par on 18. Like I have no idea. And then when he was like so adamant about me, just. <laughs> literally chipping it sideways (laughs) i was like all right maybe i have like some wiggle room Uh, yeah and then i finally asked him once i had like hit it on the putting surface (laughs) because i was too scared to ask him Mm -hmm. (laughs) how how early did you tee off like how long were you waiting around oh they were just the group behind me it just just, happened that yeah it just happened that that i think it was georgia and minji they just happened to have separated themselves where i think they were within a shot of each other going into Sunday with, like, whatever it was, five shots, six shots ahead. Mm-hmm. I and love it, watching that event, too. I love that it's, golf course. Yeah. I know. And people are like, what's your favorite course? I'm like, well, Portland, but not just for that reason. You're a foodie, too, right? <laughs> I, you know, love I love going to Portland to eat. And, no, the course is great. It's one of our best Which courses on Columbia. the rotation. Columbia Edgewater. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Um, did anything? Did anything change after that win? I, I know that's kind of a um, – yeah, I don't yes know if that's no. a dumb question. No, it's not but. a dumb question. Um, I think it definitely helped in – well, duh. I mean, it's a win. But, 
you know, I, I felt like I can, there's things I can do that I didn't know I could do. And that's a cool feeling. And that's what I'm more curious about. Of course, there, you know, yeah, there's practical stuff that comes with winning, I know. but internally, cause I think, you know, you've talked about, you. yes, it, it's a, it's a balance too, because going back to like what I was talking about with the college days, it's like, you also then have expectation of when you're in that position again, you think that you're, should do it every time. And I don't know if that's necessarily realistic or if that's a healthy way to think. I mean, Tiger can do it or he does it more than anyone I've we've ever seen. But if you look at everyone, you know, it's not necessarily like a guarantee. Um, so, yes, it helps because it gives you confidence. But then you also need to let things just full, unfold as they do because you could get outplayed for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and that's not necessarily a loss. You just have to accept that someone did better than you. Mm-hmm. Really looking at your your results last year, like, mm. like you you got the T two in Shanghai, and then finished. after that, yeah, yeah. and then and I then had finished a good T five. Yeah, right? I know. Um, it, it, so it did definitely, I feel like validation. Yeah, it did feel like validation. <laughs> Shanghai was really close, um, and that felt the closest to me in terms of like what Portland felt like and like just how I felt on the golf course and how like executing the shots and just like the, the mindset I was in. And I, and I thought maybe it could be, you know, another again, but again, it just, it was more of like someone played better than I didn't really feel like I gave something up. And like, for sure, Lexi dominated this last year. It was hard to catch up with her. Quickly want to introduce and thank a new sponsor for the podcast, Precision Pro Rangefinders. Uh, my guy TC is here. TC, what can you tell us about Precision Pro? Randy, what is the one item in, in your bag that you use the most throughout around? Uh, God, that's a great question. My putter, maybe? Maybe maybe off. formerly. Yeah, your yeah actually, I'm taking less putts now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. It, What's the answer? It's your rangefinder. <laughs> There's some other companies out there that charge, like, they're literally like, yo, I want your firstborn child in exchange for a rangefinder. <laughs> they're criminally expensive. Uh, so Precision Pro has kind of found that balance between price and performance. Um, they're in that sweet spot where, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't cost you, like, the price of a driver or a rounded pebble beach mm-hmm. to get a new rangefinder. So um, the other thing is the lifetime battery replacement. So you're signing up for... Like, this is like a long-term committed relationship. You know, they're committing to you. I've actually always wondered about that because it's like, yeah, these things are great, but what happens when the battery, you know, goes out inevitably? So that's that's nice to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so just, you know, you can trust these uh, precise distance to target on every shot. Um, you know, as you can attest, that's a that's a nice, nice thing to have in your back pocket. TC, where do I get them? PrecisionProGolf.com. And actually, uh, Black Friday coming up. I'm terrible at gifting. Me too. I hate Black Friday, but if we can do this online, that's that's even better. Exactly. Just knock it out even before this whole Cyber Monday thing. Um, go to precisionprogolf.com. Use coupon code No Laying Up at checkout for fifty dollars off your favorite rangefinder. Nice. Uh, we thank them very much for their sponsorship. And now back to today's interview. Hey. So coming into 2019, mm. like kind of drawn back on that sophomore to junior year. Yeah, no, it kind of feels a little bit like that, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's not it's not terrible by any means. But I mean, you're here. Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm thing. here. Um, 
I had a really awesome week in Indianapolis. Um, mm-hmm. That felt good, like start almost start to finish. I kind of got a little – Sunday was tough because last group and I really felt like – MJ, I needed to like do more of like a Portland thing and like really chase her down, and I just couldn't get off to the hot, hot start. And then I kind of just felt like it kind of killed me a little bit, like mentally. I was just like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not getting it done. Um, but there are weeks where you just you everything kind of feels the same, and the outcome may not necessarily be what would be a victory. But I feel like you put together like the same preparation mental process like all of that just feels similar but it's just not always the result you expect in your head were your goals like vastly different coming into this year or did you try Um, to keep that no I try not to get nuts with my goals I think that really adds an expectation pressure kind of self-induced issue um it's just to be real you know with yourself like yes when I'm playing well, I know that I can I can do it, and it doesn't even need to be a regular event. Like I feel like in a major, if I'm playing well, I could do it too. Um, just haven't really gotten quite there yet, um, but I think that that's like the next step with what I want in my career. So yeah, it's a goal, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be hard on myself about it if it doesn't happen because there's more than just. How many goals do you have like at the beginning of a year? Um, and are they are they basically accomplishment based or are they statistics based? I like I rather go with the statistic goals. Like I'm really for me, you know, driving. Well, we don't we don't have enough detailed stats, but if we had a total driving stat for me, that's like huge, and greens and reg. But I think I really like my putting on greens and reg is a stat that I really want to work on getting down. I just and that could be. Like, stats are weird. That could be a function of just not hitting enough quality iron shots. Like, yeah, they're on the green, but if you're 35 feet, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of, like, doesn't give you a good realistic Mm -hmm. indicator of how you're putting because those are not high percentage putts. So for me, I wish that I, like, had a better source of keeping stats. And I'm also just, like, lazy. Like, I don't want to do – them I would have to pay my caddy Kyle to like keep my stats (laughs) because there's just no way I'm gonna do it um but yeah no I I I prefer that kind of goal setting um and I think I do a decent job of it in my head like how do I really feel like my ball striking is from one season to the next or even you know beginning of the year to end of the year you know am I still hitting it as well as I was to start the year like have I been in the gym enough that I'm not like lost a club? You know, there are like things that are important. Um, and I, year over year, like driving accuracy. I, th- I think it's like, <laughs> can I just, I'd probably give Callaway a shout out, like <laughs> Epic Flash Technology. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if it's me, but. Um, I mean, 82%, I think uh, it was like 82, 79. I'm yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Just, uh, Golf must yeah. be so boring for you. Just Everyone like, asks, oh, are you out of the fairway all the time? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> this, is, this is fun. Uh, well, I, two things I want to ask you about kind of results based this season and the first being you know you talked about the majors and, mm. and that being the next yeah step i for really you. this year bothered me i think i just well, felt like i didn't play bat- uh, well in in them well i was gonna ask could you take anything from the evian and yeah the I, british open this year i was happy um 
with those, I was really bitter at the British because I made just like a horrible bogey, bogey finish. I can't remember if it was, I guess it was that. And I was playing really well. I was feeling good and I was like jacked up and I we flew it over one of, on the 17th hole. Like I couldn't believe how far it hit this iron and I was like, mm, why? Like why? And part of me, like we were talking about the shot and honestly, like the number and the club like should have been good. But in my head, I'm like, man, this could go over the green. And But I was like, no. I was like, don't be an idiot. Just like hit the club. It's just thing went sailing, like hit the back edge over the green, like dead to the flag, like left myself 40 feet for par was like the best I was going to do, made a bogey. And then my own fault, like finished with a three put on the last because I was just like enraged at that point. Um, So other than that, the majors were an improvement, but I really wish that I had like kept my cool on the last hole and finished, I, I don't know if it would have made a world of difference, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like don't practice bad discipline things, which sometimes you can't help yourself. But Well, and I think then that leads into the Solheim Cup, okay. which was your f- first Solheim yeah. Cup. Um, and I guess I don't want to I don't want to lead you here. Just talk to no. me about that experience. And, it was amazing. And what you take um, it. I was really unsure because – don't really do team stuff like we were talking about. So I was like, I don't know what this is going to be like, but it was incredible. Like the girls were so great. I think we had such a good crew that like, regardless what happened golf wise, it was the best golf experience I've ever had. Mm -hmm. It really was. Um, We all got along. We all had like so much fun. We just have so many different personalities, but they kind of came together in a great way. And Julie just she she runs it so well you know her pod system makes sense like all of it like after you do it like you're like oh I get why she does it this way but it 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 makes sense um and then the golf was just like a whole different deal I've like never been so jacked up to play golf in my life (laughs) I was gonna ask if 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 that maybe that first tee shot of of your first match is that like the most nervous you've been I'm really glad that I wasn't hitting it (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that Morgan hit it I'm not gonna lie it was funny we were out in uh did you guys go no, no. Okay. Too. We're going to be at uh, uh, Inverness. Oh, We've already, yeah. Like, put it on the calendar. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking. Solid and I were out in uh, Phoenix doing some Champion Store podcasts. Yeah. And he, I think he was talking to I think he was talking to Jay Haas. Mm. He was talking about how they were. he was paired with Davis Love III. And like it was Davis's first Ryder Cup. Yeah. And they had this whole – it was all shot. And they had this whole strategy formulated and everything. They get on the first tee, and Davis is like, "Dude, I can't hit this fucking tee shot. <laughs> like, you gotta hit this for me." And so all that strategy just went right out the window. That's was- like, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah. Um, no, luckily it worked out the way that the whole setups were, like odds and evens. That, um, in theory, I would be hitting the approach more of the approaches. Morgan would do like putting if we're on the green and she's such a good putter so we were like okay that makes sense like she drives it well she puts it well you know easy but that kind of goes out the window like yes we played the holes we were supposed to but like if I don't hit the green then it's like now she has to chip and I have to putt and it's like all sorts of chaos at that point um which we experienced a little bit at the beginning was it something where you were like we want to go out first or was that no, just Julie I, she, reading Julia you guys? Julia was like, hey, 
and I'm glad she did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, just send me out. I was like, I don't need to wait on this. <laughs> like, like waiting I'm, around I am is gonna the worst. be like yeah. all jacked up regardless. I was like, if I have to watch three other people like groups tee off, like I don't know what will happen to me. I was like, just let me go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went out first second day too. Yeah, we did. And we played I played thirty six that day. We well, we did great the first day. I mean, I know we only got half a point, but we really like grinded on both sides like for that half point so julie was like yeah you guys did good like let's send you out again in the morning and then we had like this epic comeback match against um uh van damme and And norquist and it was funny like i have a picture of us on the first tee and Morgan and I are like so short and they're so tall. And I'm we're both just like looking <laughs> up at them like, okay, these are the people we're playing golf against today. Um, and they're like a foot taller than us. But yeah, that was um that was incredible. I really like alternate shot. I th- I think I like it better than the best ball. Which is crazy because you're like, I know. You know, going back to you're like, I'm not a team. No, right. I think I, I know. But I think the reason that I like it is because, well, A, there's like less stuff going on. Like four people playing at, at once is like, it's a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. I just kind of like where, you know, you, you only have the shot in front of you. Like if there's ever a one shot at a, at a time deal, it is alternate shot. Like you don't care about anything else. Because you also don't want to let your partner down. So you're just like, I have to be, like, very focused on what I'm doing right here. And with best ball, there's kind of that little bit of, oh, well, my partner's fine. So it's like – There's like a bailout. It's a, there's, yeah. There is a little bit of a bailout that I don't love. It kind of seems like you're hard enough on yourself. I know, too, and I, like, don't not... want – if I get it – but sometimes if there's a, a bailout option, I'm just like, do I really need to, like, stuff this if she's already, like, within – three feet of the hole like no so then it's like i'm not you know i don't have that like motivation there's some hedging yeah there's some hedging um so i i actually asked her after i think it was like before the we started i was like because she's like i would like to play you three times before singles and i said i actually think i would just prefer if you put me in two days of two alternate shots and and one best ball and she i i don't know if she expected me to say that but that's kind of like the vibe I got and I played the team event with Brittany Lang and that I was really glad I did because it was the same format and I was like yeah I just like alternate shot better I just really I think it's a good challenge so then so then she sent you out again so then she sent me out with Lexi and were you exhausted I was so tired yeah it was cold I was tired and like it's not an easy course to walk either no and then the weather kind of got a lot worse in the yeah. afternoon. And thank goodness Lexi came out like guns hot because I was just, like a flailing nightmare for like five holes. <laughs> I was like, oh, can't find the center of the club. Like couldn't hit a green. Um, yeah, I was just like, this isn't good. Thank goodness she was striping it. So and then I kind of like picked up the slack a little bit towards the end. Um, yeah, like the funniest part of that day was on we had a drivable par um drivable par four like midway through the back and i'm sure this like i kind of remember getting all over social media where she hits this shot and the volunteer is like screaming for right and it's like not it was not that bad it actually was just like barely like 15 yards offline (laughs) 
her reaction was so good. That's right. Well, then, well, and it was in the context of like uh, I can't remember who it was at the at the uh, at the British Open where Bob Mac like Robert McIntyre had gotten all over Kyle Stanley because he oh. didn't yell for. Uh, and he, did and he hit, hit his, someone? I think it hit his coach's wife. Oh or his no! Coach's mom or something. No, this was like it was really not even going toward anyone. <laughs> Was, she like looked at it. And she was like, "It's not that bad." No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got a good laugh out of that. But yeah. all the Brits are always like, "No, you should yell for." You I know, guess so. this yeah. guy just yeah. took it to another level, yeah. though. <laughs> well, so so you and Lexi earned a half a point in that yeah. afternoon four ball, and so after day two, mm. it was eight to eight. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about you know kind of the your mood and the mood in the locker room and and how I think like everything was really positive and upbeat I mean how I don't remember is there six of us that were rookies yeah yeah so I, I we didn't know what to expect I mean we were really happy we were you know feel like we were pulling our weight in terms of going out playing well getting points half points whatever it was um so, yeah, we were excited to go into Sunday. I mean, we had a really good, like, team dinner. Everyone seemed, like, in good spirits. Um, everyone was just really motivated to get out there and kick some butt the next day. And, I mean, we played good. You know, it's it's tough. Their team was really underrated. I think that they probably didn't get enough recognition for how solid the European team was going into that week. And, yeah, I mean, I, I never thought it would be easy. I don't think anyone on the team thought this is going to be a cakewalk, you know. So we kind of expected it to be tough. Were you um, – did you ask Julie or did Julie let you know that, you know, you were that uh, – what was it, the 10th no. match on the course? You <laughs> no. know, you're kind I of in that position where – Literally, so I'm like, okay. She's just like, I'm going to go through the – Okay list and we're all sitting there and then it's like I don't whoever's first off maybe Danielle and I mean I think for her she, I'm glad that she wanted me to sleep in I was stoked about that because I was like <laughs> I really need some rest so I just played 36 I'm like I'm exhausted like you know we get done team meeting like we're we're still up to like whatever it is 10 10 30 I was like the last thing I want to do is have to set an alarm for tomorrow so that she's going further and further down the list. And I'm texting Jody, you were chat off as a good friend of mine. And I'm like, dude, I really hope that we don't have to play each other. <laughs> <laughs> we were one match apart. Like she was in front of me. And I that, at that point I was nervous that I was going to have to play her. It's just like, she, we're, we stay together all the time. And if it's with like a partner thing, it's not that, big of a deal but like when it's one-on-one -on -one, it's like mm -hmm. a little more intense and it's like I didn't really want to have to do that but then she was like okay like said the match me and Suzanne I'm like shit <laughs> <laughs> like, this is gonna be tough tomorrow <laughs> um yeah Suzanne is like like I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's really cool. Um, no, she's just like, but she's like the, the ultimate yeah, she's, yeah, yeah um she's the viking yeah, yeah. um so I was like, she's going to – I mean, she lives for Solheim. Like, and I just knew it was going to be – definitely I was going to need to play well. Mm -hmm. um, and I did. So. And that's what – I mean, I, I don't – I no. don't think there's any reason to have regrets I from don't, your match. You know, obviously it no. didn't turn out the way 
you would have it's hoped. It's hard. Someone wins, someone loses. Yeah. Um, you flagged so many irons. Yeah. <laughs> a couple shots that I just, like, again, just didn't know I had in me. And it was really cool to see that and and putts and all of that. Um, yeah, it was tough on 18. We, like, briefly considered going for the green, and I was like, mm, but if we don't have a really basic chip, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> I was like, I would rather have a full shot then try and hit some 30 or 40 yard yeah. touchy you know the green there is crazy and it's like if you don't execute it spot on you could be off the green chipping again and i was like i'm way too nervous right now to try and like hit some sort of flop shot like were you going through all the different scenarios with anybody or like mm-hmm. or were you just kind of like hey like i know what i got to do i got to no, yeah i i knew what i had to like well, the thing about the scoreboard, too, was, like, tricky because at one point we were only, like, whatever it was, a half a point away from winning the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. So when I got to 18, I was like, okay, I got to win this hole. At worst, we need to at least tie this hole. Um, but then I missed my putt, and I look up at the scoreboard, and I don't know what had happened on the previous match, but – it went from being like we were going to win that match to maybe we lost that match. I don't, that was the I, one Bronte lost. The one right after. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, man. I was like, Suzanne makes this and it's game over. And I was like, she's totally going to make this right now. <laughs> this was like after. Like yeah. Such I was a like, range of possibilities. Yeah, it really it got, it got like crazy. Um, but it made for really good golf. So <laughs> I'm sure people who watched it enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it was a fantastic yeah. viewing experience. I mean, yeah. I, That's what everyone said and i'm and i'm i'm very happy that that is yeah. how it turned out it's just good for the game to see like things come down to the end i don't it doesn't happen that often in the those the Ryder cup or president's cup or solheim cup like a lot of times it's like yeah. midway through singles and things right. over so um it's cool being in that spot yeah do a little bit out like, of my element. It, it, I was like oh man i've never had to do this before <laughs> this is a new experience like check it off on the bucket list well, of I was going to ask, so like, once you get a taste for it, though, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. is it like, you want it I need that again? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so as far as on social, mm-hmm. you and Randall Mel. Oh, he hates me. it out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, that's not, Let's talk about it. Well, can we talk, can we talk <laughs> yeah. about it? Uh, that's not all you've had it out with. I believe you've had it out with somebody here in this room a yeah, little bit. Yeah, did we? Well, no, well it, it was totally on me. <laughs> it was... No, it was last, last, uh, It was during the the Diamond Awards, oh, yeah, and I thought that. like I thought that was <laughs> he he thought we were playing like I a joke tournament. He thought it was the celebrity tournament, you know, because it used to be just like, the celebrity <laughs> I know. tournament. I was and like I didn't giving get the him news. so much. I didn't crap. get the memo, and then <laughs> Can we, because you were playing with Lamakina. I know, I, I know, Bell. I remember the dude shot ninety every day. <laughs> <laughs> Which. So I, you know, can, like, can we lay this out a little bit for yeah, the folks? Yeah, so I'm like, all right, yeah. like, like I had, I had just DM'd you. I said, hey, well, like, how was that? So I played with Lamar, you know? It was like weird because he's bad, but he thinks he's going to be a professional golfer. <laughs> and then I don't know what you said, but it was something along. Well, hey. well it's like not a legit tournament. Yeah, was so your it's reply. not a real tournament, <laughs> though, right? That's what he said. It was not a real, I'm like, well, no, it kind of is a real tournament. Like, <laughs> it's like, the yeah, tournament it's of champions. It's not like a real, real tournament because <laughs> like, I didn't, like, no, I just thought it was it, a celebrity it event. It is a real tournament. Tournament, dude. And then, like, and check then, yourself. You know, and then I'm like, oh man, you know. And then, and then, and then you just you you threw a couple more like zingers at me. I know. I'm really gonna take the L here. Yeah. yeah. I just 
I feel like if you're in the golf industry and you want to talk about golf, that's totally fine. Just know your facts. For sure. No, for sure. <laughs> that's all I require. You can have an edu- any opinion you want as long as they're based on, like, proper facts. <laughs> Listen, I never I, – I don't always get the facts right, but I think what we try to do is admit when we – No, it's know, all good. When, when, that's yeah. way behind us. Yeah. The yeah. Tournament of Champions – is yeah. an official prize money event yeah. on the LPGA schedule. We'll never make that. <laughs> because I was just like, oh, like, like I, I just thought but in my yes. head, like, oh, she's playing so, Julio Bell. Like, it's kind of an equivalent. Like, it's a morph between the Pebble Beach Pro Am per se and, like Kapalua. A, and Kapalua, but we just don't have a partner. Yeah. So you're mixing where you're playing with celebs, and some of them are retired professional athletes. Mm-hmm. This guy, I guess, he got through a. Qualifier? I don't. I don't know how he got in. It doesn't matter. Um, he did a whole like because he he played. In he's the, played other. He things. played in the as a sponsor's exemption. Yeah. In the in the Columbia yeah. Ferry event. Yeah. He's no. A couple other ones. I, I mean, there must say P- TC has. Yeah. If, he, if he, people are so inclined, they can find you know so, yeah. more out. And he works with Coach Joey D down in. Uh, he does. At least he's he's got oh, all sorts. Like, I've never his, seen him in his there. His Instagram is a what treasure is his nickname? trove. He has a nickname. La Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and he had he had an ad though that was running. Yeah, they ran it. Yeah, they yeah. ran it on, on the, the scoreboard. On, well, they ran it on the scoreboard. Was it a scoreboard too? Yeah. <laughs> it would be like the leaderboard and then his ad, like and the leaderboard and his ad. So yeah, he played. Um, That's wild. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's like a hybrid format of okay. that. Okay. So you ne- so I never played with anyone on tour all of the days. I just played with two gotcha. celebs because there was like 25 of us. And I think towards the end, if you're in the last few groups, they'll put they like two pros and one celebrity based on their leaderboard and our leaderboard. Mm-hmm. So whoever won, um, I don't who Smoltz won? I don't that remember. Right. Yeah. So I think he played like in the final group with like Uni and whoever else. Okay. Yeah. But go. All right, so uh, go okay. Well, we gotta go back to yeah. So sorry. are we going okay. back to? So I like Randall? I thought. Like, Randall's, <laughs> I'll, I'll Randall's let Tron ran, handle this. Oh, in the tweet is in the wake of that unforgettable Solheim Cup, it's an eye opener examining how woeful the Americans and Euros have been on the LPGA ranks this year. Here's hoping there's a Solheim bounce. Yeah, I just, I, Randall just really wants to get people fired up. Maybe I don't know, and I just don't agree with the language choices that he uses ever on some of his content. And that one I really didn't like because it's not as though the Americans or the Europeans really played poorly that year. I guess you just didn't see W's, yeah. but there was still a lot of really good play. I mean, I don't think Carlotta has finished like outside the top 10 most of the year. Um and then after that, you know, Nelly won, Danielle won, Cheyenne Knight won. Um, so it's not like players aren't playing good. Nelly's US won. Women's Open. Like yeah. Celine Nel- played great. great. Angel played great. Yeah. Angel finished second. Um, Nelly's won twice this year. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't rattle off off the top of my head, but I always do feel like there are either Americans or Europeans in contention. Just doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. you're going to win. Yeah, I just didn't love it. I didn't love his. Yeah, we we've gotten in other issues in the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had another like 
minor Twitter battle. I actually took like a two week break from Twitter after that one. I I, I had to get off. I was gonna ask how how that did, your social yeah, media. No, that was like I don't even have any followers really, and I was like getting like some good hate replies, and I was like I need to get off this. This is toxic, and I created it kind of. <laughs> so I was like <laughs> no, I need to like <laughs> take responsibility for the shitstorm that I've just um, embarked on, and I need to just remove myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. What's trying, uh, you're trying to have more? Yeah, yeah maybe, than, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what like what what else do you get fired up about out um, here? Where? That's that's really like a hot spot for me. Just like I just feel like there's always this American like a, a look to bash like our performance, and it's like the tour is just different. You know, there's it's truly a global tour. So many yeah. players from so many countries and. It's just nothing to be said about our quality of golf. Like, if anything, we're all playing a lot better. If you look at, like, numbers, stats, I don't know what, like, the average scores are for what wins tournaments or what makes cuts, but, like, all of that has really gotten lower and lower since I've been out here. So let's say five years. So I really don't think that that it, – it's, it's kind of hard to gauge. You're just – everyone's really good and they just happen to come from and it's deeper than ever too. yeah they just come from so many different places like there's access to like getting out here and you know it's it's different i mean i don't know if the men's tour will evolve into something like that it may or it may not i really have no idea um but that's where we're at now and honestly i wouldn't change it it's made me a better golfer for sure you i, I don't know if veteran is a word that you mm. like. I don't know. Uh, but but you've been on. You've, uh, yeah, and that's not my intent. <laughs> it's okay, I know. But you now have some experience. You've been on yeah. the LPGA Tour. Um, is there anything, what do you think of the state of the tour? And is there anything, like, if you could, mm. you know, have Mike Wan's ear, if you could even be commissioner for a day? I know, are are there certain things? Ask. And, like, I, I know we did it once, like, as a funny joke. And, like, someone was like, add ice cream on every tee. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's the most random answer. Um, no, I think that if we could have anything, it would be maybe a little bit more geographic like flow to our schedule. I think that we wouldn't mind doing the travel that we do if we could just – and the PGA Tour really does a good job of this. I feel like when they go – Somewhere, they're there for, like, three weeks. Like, whether they have a little Florida swing, like, West Coast, you know, they're, yeah. I, I don't feel like they're just cross-country traveling as much as we are. And I would, like, that would be my main goal. Okay. Which would just be, like, be able – and it's getting better. Like, we do have a good chunk of, like, a West Coast swing. But, you know, there's Hawaii thrown in there, and there's, like, other elements. And then, like, you find yourself coming back to the West Coast. And so it's, like – there would be a way to just make it a little bit more seamless that would help is that is that stretch in i mean from like mid-july through mm. august where yeah. you've got like back-to-back majors yeah and then... that's i think that's changing okay. this year i'm not sure yeah it is well the olympics help yeah like kind of force that mm. change this year that was hard last year um you know, with Evian and British back-to-back. And then we had played, like, U.S. Open, like, week off KPMG or something. It was – it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That That is, like, I think schedule more so than what we play for would make a lot of us happy. 
Do you enjoy the international travel? I do. Um, it's just hard when you do it, you know, four times a year. Yeah. Which is what it, it is. You know, you go Australia. Australia, Thailand, Singapore. That's like one big trip. You come back and then you go for um, British Open and then we would come back and then we would go for Evian and then we would come back and then we would go back to Asia and come back. So that was a lot. Like last year, it was nice to just go once. But the downside is you're playing two majors back to back. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. what's better? I don't I don't know. Um, Do you try tough. to mix in new tournaments every year or? Yeah. Nah. I mean, we luckily we I feel like we've had a pretty solid schedule where we're not doing like a ton of new tournaments. But if it's new on the schedule, I usually will play it just because there's no one out here that has any kind of advantage from playing it, you know, 10 years or whatever the case is. Like, no one really knows the course. Um, It's a whole new, you know, it's new for everyone. So it's like if you historically have done well somewhere, you usually go back. And, like, you really build a lot of good momentum from that because you have good memories, you know, the golf course, like, all that kind of stuff. So anytime there's an opportunity to just be, like, a completely level playing field, I'm usually there to try it out, see if I like it. So your dad yeah. plays plays mm-hmm. amateur events? Yeah, he, he's still playing a little bit. He doesn't play as much as he used to. When my brother and I were, like, middle school and high school, he played everything in, like, the northeast Met section that he could. Met state opens, Met opens, um, state ams, uh, the Ike tournament, which I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a invitational event in like the mga section okay. up north um yeah he's golf nut you need to get him in the jacks beach uh thursday game that Sh- sure that we play in. yeah so he lives in yeah my parents live, live in, in Pontevedra. oh yeah yeah they live okay. in plantation okay um yeah where is it jacks beach, beach muni, Jack's okay. Beach muni. Yeah. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell him. It's a twenty dollar buy in. He's Thursday. fine with that. <laughs> get, sometimes we'll get we'll get some local pros come out. Paul Tesori plays a lot. Oh, does he? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then so so you're down in Jupiter. Yeah. Okay. I lived in Ponte Vedra like my first like I guess like year out of school when I was playing Symmetra, and then midway through my first year on the LPGA, I moved down there, and honestly, I moved to work out with a guy, not Colby, the guy that I was working out with before. And I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, this guy's got to be like, this is legit. I'm going to move down so I can like train and get better. And didn't end up sticking with the trainer, but ultimately like the move was great for me. Um, Made some amazing friends down there and it's just such a nice place to practice. Hashtag Jupe Hashtag Jupe I try (laughs) not to hashtag Jupe ever. Where do you practice? (laughs) Uh, Dive Reserve. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a good spot. Yeah, we were there at a Callaway shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice. You're kind of just out in the swamp, and you know you don't get bothered. And the members are cool. I have some good friends that are members that I play with on the weekends sometimes, and we just have like good fun. Nice. That's yeah. the house that DB Straight Vibin built. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we actually have a tournament on. We have a. T- it's not a tournament on Monday after this. We it's called the Transfusion Cup. We just kind of like started this thing last year, so it's like a. I have a partner. Like, there's maybe there's like I think I've seen the logo for it, right? Yeah, I have it's a like, hat. I have it's a. It's like a red solo cup. Red solo cup it, hat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got everyone head covers this year from this company. I think it's Case Golf. They make head covers. Yeah. They make transfusion head covers. Anyway, so everyone has a two man team partner, Best Ball, 
and you don't get handicaps, your handicaps are total drinks consumed amongst your team. (laughs) (laughs) So it's totally like you could be a hack, but if you can drink, like you can take off as many shots as you can. And so Jackie Conclino and her partner won last year (laughs) by a landslide. (laughs) We couldn't compete with them. That's fantastic. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. Going back get... to the travel. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's an interesting. Well, yeah. He's like, I don't want to talk about your degenerate Monday games. Well, you know, I mean, we got liability issues here. There might be kids yeah. listening. You know, oh yeah, come I on. I didn't say anything oh inappropriate. I'm just, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm just like, I'm curious. So do you, like, are you always flying out of, like, do you fly out of Miami? Do you Sometimes. Fly... Internationally, I'll go Miami because a lot of times I'll get more direct options. Um Usually to Europe, I'll do Miami because I can go straight to London. And going to Australia, if I go Miami, I can go straight to L.A. and then L.A. to wherever. Um, I don't do PBI that much unless it's domestic. And are you flying Are you flying mostly business, like, like especially internationally, um, or are you? Finally, like this year, I'd say I, I've, like, upgraded. I was, like, a strictly economy flyer unless – when we go to some of the Asia events, they take care of our travel, okay. uh, like our hotels and our flights. So, But we're just kind of at the mercy of whatever airline partnerships they have. But they always will put you in a business class okay. seat if you're flying over whatever it is, like five hours, which all those flights usually are. But for like the British and stuff, I've always just done economy. And like one year I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> My body is not liking me when I get there. I'm just blown away. Like how much, how much you guys must spend on travel? Yeah, it's or, expensive though. And that's I mean, partially why like I don't do it that often. Like Australia, I just, it's, it's too much money. It's just not worth It's like, it's it not sucks. worth the upside. It of... sucks like, cause it's a 14 hour flight, but it's nuts. Like, you know, sometimes a business class ticket one way is like 10 grand. Yeah. And yeah, so an economy and like I c- and I have to pay for my caddy's ticket. So I'm like really looking at a lot of money if I think I'm going to splurge on flying business. It just it depends on how much things cost at the time. I've done it like here and there, British Open, but if it's over a certain amount for me, I'm like is it really worth it? I don't know. Uh, favorite favorite airports? Ooh, um, I don't know. Like for food, for going in and Some out of are, Dallas like, is Dallas is good. I really like okay. Dallas Airport. Um, are you a big American? Yeah, I fly like, American. Oh my gosh, you're hurting my heart. <laughs> are you Delta? <laughs> just not. I'm just like anti-American. Oh, I mean, they're not great, but I'm like roped into these yeah, points. Out of and, Miami, and, and yeah. I know. Yeah. I just like. I could make a change, but it's it's hard work. <laughs> favorite uh, favorite place in Asia? To mm, go. Japan. Japan. Just food. Yeah. Lot, just food. food and... Kyoto was really cool. Um, there was a lot of like history. It's like a super old city. I think it used to be the capital way back when. Yeah. So there's like a ton of temples and just cool stuff that you don't really get to see anywhere. So that was that's probably my favorite. Uh, favorite course to play in New Jersey? Um, favorite course that you have played in New Jersey? I haven't played Baltus Roll, and I wish that I had, but probably Plainfield. Okay. Um, Plainfield is really cool. Just like a very unique golfing experience. The PGA is going to Baltus Roll. They are. Is that 2023, right? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, years. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, if I'm still the... hanging around, I'll really be a veteran by then. If, <laughs> if I am still out here, then yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, how, like, I think we've asked, I, 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 I can't remember who else we've asked this to, but how creepy can it be on social media oh, sometimes? It can get weird. And I don't have followers. Like, I have... I don't even have like 10,000 followers. I cannot imagine what some of the girls that have like a lot of following, what the messages or the weird, like sometimes I'll check like what people have commented on things I post. I'm like, ugh. Like I occasionally delete some of them because I'm like, I don't want that on my feed. Do you just ignore, like how do you I ignore it. I just do, do not engage. Or, don't engage. That or, or, is or like or even have somebody that has a password that's like, you know, if they see something, they can just go in and delete it so you don't even see it. No, like, I don't. I don't. I mean – it's just you have a moment where that's weird, and then you're just like, do not reply mm-hmm. ever. Maybe yeah. block them, <laughs> depending on the level of creep. But it, it hasn't gone past. No, like... the funniest thing that's ever happened to me was I I post a lot of things that I eat right when I'm on the road, and I had a guy comment, and I think I found it in the request section because I was like, oh, I'll go through this, and like, and he's like, man, you should be 300 pounds with how much food you eat, and I was like, what? tool so i screenshotted it then i tagged him and then i reposted it to my story and i was like bye bye dude (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way to do it is it's a good way to like put yeah you stop people dead in their tracks at that point they're just like "Mm, i shouldn't have done that like shit has repercussions (laughs) i know like i wouldn't just ever say that to someone yeah People will really just get excited on social media because there is no, there are no consequences for like anything you say, really. Mm-hmm. And no one knows who you are. Like mm-hmm. you could completely be hiding behind whatever your username and photo are. Yeah. Like you, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, will you play any different this week? I don't think so. Um, no. I, it's weird, like, you're at this point in the year where you're tired, so you're just, like, in a little bit of a survival mode situation, and I think that kind of, like, takes some of the self-induced, like, pressure that you could add to yourself because you're just, like, exhausted, and you just, like, for me, I just, like, can't worry about yeah. other things. I just want to, like, get through the week uninjured and and just have a good finish to the year, and there's next year and the year after. And the year after that, so just you're a veteran. I am a veteran now. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're an anointed veteran. I now. am. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean you've kept your card every year for since you got it, right? Yeah. Like that's so. that's pretty. It is. That's it's a pretty cool. big accomplishment. Yeah. So. All awesome. right. Yeah. Well. Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much, and uh, obviously, best of luck. Thank this you. Week. You guys staying this week? Are you, are you going to watch any? Or are you? I out? am. I am so excited. I'll be here through Sunday. Oh, sweet. So cool. Okay. Most likely see me around out there. Okay. I am, I am headed to stream song on Thursday oh, afternoon. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Tough, tough life. Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy I had to get it right 
Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who me? I'm.